You're listening to Off Screen with Celine. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my brand new podcast, Off Screen with Celine, where I provide my listeners with engaging, informative, and concise news stories that impact their daily lives. So, since this is the first episode, I thought it's only fair that I give a brief introduction into who I am and why I'm making this podcast series. So, a little bit about me. If you couldn't tell by the name of the podcast, my name is Celine. And I like to think of myself as a professional storyteller and coffee enthusiast. Now I know what you're thinking. Liking coffee is not a personality trait. But I think the barista who prays for my soul on a weekly basis as I order four shots of espresso at 11pm would probably agree with me that I've earned the right to claim it as part of my personal persona. But why am I doing this? Besides the most obvious reason that I simply like to hear my own voice, I also like to stay up to date on major events. Despite what some of the older generations would say about us millennials and Gen Zers, many of us do like to stay engaged with the world around us. We just want to do so in a time-efficient manner that fits into our chaotic lives. And that's exactly the goal of Off Screen with Celine. I'm going to do all the hard investigation work for you, then package all the info up into a reliable, engaging, and short podcast that you can listen to on your way to work, walking the dog, or wherever and whenever it is that you prefer to learn about world events. For this first episode, I thought we would take a look at the GameStop frenzy that took over the stock markets in January. Now I know what you're thinking. The stock market? Not interested. And that's exactly why I chose this topic though, is because we should be interested. The way that the stock market is presented to us, it's like this foreign concept that is so large and so much bigger than us that we feel like we can't get involved, that we should just leave it to the big investors on Wall Street, which is kind of crazy because that's one of the things that we pride ourselves on here in the United States is that we have these free markets, yet so few of us are willing to engage with them. So few of us even want to really understand what's happening because it is complicated. But that's why in this podcast, I want to break it down so it's easy for all of us to understand what's happening especially because we should since it impacts our daily lives. And I think that's what really makes this specific incident, this specific story about the stock market, so perfect for us to talk about today. Because it shows what could happen if us little people are willing to take that risk and be engaged and interact with the stock market. So with that, let's get into where this all started. Deep down the rabbit hole of the internet, known as Reddit. For those of you who have never visited this wonderland of the World Wide Web, it's basically a big discussion forum website that's kind of like a black hole. Once you find your way to it, you're probably never escaping its endless depths. Puppy memes, conspiracy theories, and apparently plans to take over Wall Street. This place really does have it all. But how exactly did a bunch of Redditors cost hedge funds billions of dollars? Well, it all started on a Reddit forum called Wall Street Bets. On this subreddit, participants discuss, you guessed it, the stock market. But specifically in January, the hot topic was GameStop, or GME stock. Now it's time for some background on GameStop. In early 2019, GME stock dropped to less than $4 a share. And in August 2020, the value hovered around $5 a share. Although the value of GME stock was slowly increasing in late 2020, there were no major changes in the company or any other indicators that would have allowed investors to logically predict the value would skyrocket in January. In fact, many of the investors in the short-selling community could not understand the sudden rush to buy up GME stock. Andrew Left is the founder of Citron Research and is one of the most influential commentators in the realm of short-selling. In an interview with Power Hour released on January 21st, Left said the following. You know, it's interesting. I thought people would be more interested in seeing how to make money rather than let's just buy a stock. There's like a GME Kabul out there. Like people just want to buy the stock without even thinking of the business. 
The real reason why Left and other short sellers did not predict or couldn't understand the actions of the Redditors is because logic was not the main motivator behind the Redditors' decision to band together and buy GME stock. To put it simply, it was their desire to stick it to the big guy that drove them to buy up GME. Before we get into the nitty gritty of how this all played out, we first have to understand the trading concept of short selling. Now I know this sounds a little complicated, but we're gonna break it down using an analogy. So let's say my friend decides to lend me their laptop. I have a really good feeling that the value of that laptop, the selling point, is going to decrease by Friday. So on Monday, I sell that laptop for $500. Come Friday, I was right. The laptop is now only selling for $200. So I repurchase that laptop for $200 and return it to my friend. The $300 difference between what I originally sold the laptop for and repurchased it for at the end of the week, that's my profit. This is the goal of the short seller, to profit by rebuying the stock at a lower price point than what they originally sold it for. But let's say I was wrong and the price of the laptop actually increased by Friday to $1,000. Well, I still have to buy back that laptop and return it to my friend. So now I just lost $500. This is what happened with GME stock. The short sellers were betting that the stock price would plummet, but instead the price of the stock actually increased and increased and increased some more until it shot up by 1,200% by the end of January. At one point, the closing price was almost $350. This scenario is ultimately a short squeeze. As the price of the stock continues to increase, the short sellers have to scramble to buy it back so they can return it to their lender before the price skyrockets even more. This increase in demand often further increases the stock selling prices. It really comes down to basic Econ 101 principles. As demand increases, but supply stays the same, the price has to increase too. So do you remember when I mentioned the short seller Andrew left? Well, we're going to come back to him and explain why he's such an important player in all of this. His company, Citron Research, offers a stock commentary website that specializes in short selling advice. Or at least, it used to specialize in short selling advice. Left and the members of the Wall Street Bets Reddit had fought in the past over some of Left's short-selling commentary. In fact, Left was one of the most influential short-sellers who betted that GME stock would fail. He had released a YouTube video betting against GME just days before the Redditors drove the price up. Although the actions of the Redditors were not necessarily directly caused by Left's actions, they were definitely inflamed by his remarks that GameStop buyers were, quote, suckers for this poker game, end quote. But in the end, Left definitely wasn't the winner of the game. His hedge fund experienced a 100% loss in their GameStop short positions. And after being harassed by a quote, angry mob, end quote, of GameStop investors, Left announced that Citron Research would no longer be releasing short selling reports. Another hedge fund that lost billions due to the GameStop short squeeze was Melvin Capital, which lost $4.5 billion, about 53% of their assets. Of course, all good things, including a GME stock frenzy led by a bunch of Redditors, have to come to an end. GME stock price began to decrease in February, and as of February 12th, the price of the stock had decreased all the way down to 52.40. But why is all of this important? Why should we care about massive hedge funds losing billions? Well, we should care because this brings into question the stability of our stock market and the power of the people on the internet. And more importantly, it brings up the question, how free is our free market? Because of course, every good story has to have a plot twist and a villain. And in this case, a little bit of irony. When you hear the name Robin Hood, normally you think of a vigilante who steals from the rich and then gives to the poor. Well, clearly the Robin Hood trading app didn't quite get that memo as they blocked traders. More specifically, us little people from buying and trading not only GameStop, 
but also other popular stocks that had the Wall Street Bets Reddit stamp of approval, including AMC, BlackBerry, and Bed Bath & Beyond. Of course, buying stocks is not a simple transaction, like going to the store and buying a new phone. There is normally a middleman between the buyers and the sellers. This middleman is the clearinghouse. When the market is volatile or changing quickly and there's increased risk involved in a trade, the clearinghouse wants to ensure that the buyer can pay up. So they require more collateral cash from the broker, which was Robinhood in this case. To protect themselves from risking too much collateral, Robinhood restricted buying of certain stocks, including GMC. But Robinhood did allow the traders to sell these stocks, which is a bit shady since a mass sale of stock would have lowered the value, allowing the hedge funds to recover some of their losses. Also, it would have given Robinhood more collateral cash to protect themselves. Robinhood is one of the main avenues for amateur independent traders like the Redditors to participate in the stock market. Thus, Robinhood placing restrictions on their ability to purchase and trade certain stocks raises the question of how free are our free markets. While Robinhood's actions restricted the trading ability of independent day traders, it had no real impact on the actions of the traditional investment firms. In other words, the alleged Robinhood turned its back on the little people to protect itself and indirectly gave an advantage to the larger investment firms who were not restricted in the same way. But despite the controversy surrounding Robinhood's actions and whether they were acceptable or not, the app was not financially disadvantaged by the stock market chaos and the trending hashtag delete Robinhood. In fact, the exact opposite happened. Robinhood raised $3.4 billion from its investors, which is the highest amount since the app was founded in 2013. But Robinhood did not just gain capital from its shareholders. It also experienced an 800% increase in daily users during the last week of January. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission is hinting that it will be investigating Robinhood's actions. But in addition to what happened with Robinhood, another important takeaway is the power of the people. Even though the short squeeze did end, and now GME stock is decreasing in value, the impact the Wall Street's bets forum made is truly groundbreaking. This group of Redditors showed the power of what is now known as a meme stock, essentially an underdog stock that online investing communities buy up in hopes of beating Wall Street at its own game. While there is still a lot of uncertainty about what the future holds concerning GME, the Redditors of Wall Street Bets, and Robinhood, one thing is for sure, the big shot investors on Wall Street might have to make room at the table for some new players who don't exactly play by the traditional rules. You've been listening to Off Screen with Celine. Make sure to subscribe to catch the next story.